Hello, and welcome to Bit Parade, the podcast where we play hits and flops from video game history and transform them into song. I'm Mike Petrie, and with me as always is my friend and collaborator, my Earl from another girl, Eli Bolin. And you are my pearl from another world. <laughs> You're my mini pearl from another uh, squirrel. Oh, man. Mini pearl. Yeah. Who? I, uh, that's a name that I know, but I kind of forget who that is. I was going to ask you for <laughs> clarification, so please... Leave a, a five-star review <laughs> and tell us in the review who Minnie Pearl is, but we will have looked it up by that point. Oh, uh, it's an older uh, comedian. I just looked her up. Oh, great. <laughs> Who performed on the, the uh, Grand Old Opry for more than 50 years. That sounds about right. So thank God I didn't just make up a name because I'd want to restart the episode. I recognize the name for sure. Good, good. Minnie Mouse was named after her or vice versa. Oh, probably vice versa. Yeah. Or not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Off to another excellent start. <laughs> How's your week been, Eli? Uh it's been it's been pretty good. Uh, you know, just keeping keeping busy out here in the jurors and uh mm-hmm. fighting off the uh that old pandem, that old pandem life. <laughs> I think I got I did I get had I gotten my second shot? No, you got your first one last time. I got my first one. So yeah, I got my, my second shot. Oh yeah, Very just this cool. last Tuesday. So I'm, I got uh, you know the two weeks after that for it to take yeah. full effect, and then uh, then I feel powerful, huh? Yeah, I do feel powerful. Yeah, and then I think I evaporate into a cloud of steam, and I <laughs> I ascend to a higher plane. Congratulations! Yeah, really looking forward to that. Yeah, I think you'll really enjoy that. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I got my uh, first shot uh, just about a week ago. Um, and I had made the appointment like the night before. So I really just sort of, uh, thanks to your recommendation of, I think I used TurboVax and there you go. If you live in, get in, if you live in New York city, everybody use that TurboVax. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. So congrats yeah, on Margaret that. Got hers. She got her, she got the J and J. So she's one and done. So that's exciting. Yeah. Allison gets her second shot on the 15th. So we'll, all be vaxxed up in our respective homes. Nice. Turbo vaxxed. Uh, what's, did you have any, did you have a reaction to the, the shot? I just, just, I was really sore in my arm and I, after about 24 hours, I started to feel really a little like dizzy and um, really, really exhausted and just like, kind of just like off. Um, right. I know exactly what you mean almost like a little uh speedy in a way uh is we i mean i have i have friends who after their second shot were just like totally destroyed felt like they had the flu for a day or two yeah yeah um and i didn't have that um so i feel very lucky uh because i didn't have that but then there was also a part of me that was like oh gee like like did it work because like i didn't (laughs) To have these t- horrible symptoms, like did it not take, or like did she not put yeah, the needle yeah. in deep enough, or something? But like my arm <laughs> hurt so bad, um, so I knew that it it definitely went in there. So I'm gonna just uh, I'm just gonna write it out and assume that um, <laughs> I uh, uh, that it took that it didn't just you know squirt out the other side of your arm, right? <laughs> the needle is like, oh, that's that's right. I I remember now. The needle went all the way through. <laughs> And yeah. Oh, dang. Uh, yeah, I I ended up uh, 
Yeah, I, I was kind of rough there. Like that night that I got the shot, I ended up, you know, getting a fever and kind of waking up and having trouble sleeping. But and the next day just kind of was loopy and, you know, had to live Tylenol to Tylenol, <laughs> if that makes sense. Oh, and that was and you had that was your first shot. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, yeah, I know the second one's supposed to be a little more rough. So. You're a very you're a fragile man. <laughs> I guess so, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh but maybe this will fix that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll be you'll be like wake up the next day and you'll be like part aluminum. <laughs> I did play the Tin Man in uh in high school. Hmm. And uh yeah, how was the rest of your week? Uh pretty good. Been just, you know, working random stuff and doing doing a lot of orchestrating. I uh, just had this gauntlet of a lot of a lot of stuff, but I'm on the other side now, feeling good about it. Oh yeah, and we're recording this on on Easter. Oh yes, Happy Easter happy, to all that observe. Yes, we had we sell in our house. You know, we we have the the Easter Bunny came to visit. We had a big very cool big egg hunt, mm. and uh, at the end of it, um, our kids discovered. So the Easter Bunny in our house leaves clues in eggs. The eggs are hidden around outside. Yeah, and there's there's uh, a total of there's about there's twenty eggs, and yeah. four of the eggs have clues inside, which uh, reveal if you solve the clues, they reveal mm. the location of the uh, the Easter baskets. Oh, okay. Um, which have the 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 big Easter baskets, or and this year there were but they were tote bags that had bunny faces on them, um, and I can't take the credit for for that, like that stuff. That's that's Allison, uh, although I did write the clues this year. Very cool. Are they like little little puzzles, or they're little, like little like... little puzzles to, re- cool. to reveal the locations of uh, the location of the of the prizes? So this year, um, Walter got. Uh, so we we just recently purchased the game Let's Go Pikachu for the Switch. Oh yeah, which is like a good game for like you know he's he's six and a half. And... It's kind of like a starter Pokemon, and like you kind of have to wiggle the controller to throw the thing right. Yeah, exactly. So what? Yeah. What? So we've had that for like like a week or so that game like a week and a half and so his uh the big present you know there's like candy and stuff like chocolate bunnies and and little things like that but his big present was um this thing called the pokeball plus which is a controller which looks like a little pokeball oh right that's cool yeah so you so then you're like throwing you don't you don't physically throw it out of your hand because it would break (laughs) immediately but you like it's like you're throwing a pokeball to yeah. to catch the Pokemon in the game, oh that's cool. And it's it's a pretty cute little game. It's it's definitely like you said, it's a starter Pokemon game. So it's it's actually pretty age appropriate. It's not like you know the darker side of Pokemon. And we're like very into Pokemon <laughs> right now. Like he's, yeah, he's collecting the cards uh, deep into that. Um, and then he's watching uh, the fir- the fir- I think it's the first ever Pokemon cartoon show. It's like Pokemon Indigo League. I think it's called. Oh, okay. So it's like the original show from like 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Um, they have it on Netflix. And uh, nice. it's actually pretty entertaining, I have to say. Like the writing yeah. the writing on it is actually kind of funny. And I don't know how, how well-versed you are in, in the po- Pokeverse. Uh, not a whole lot. I've played some of the more recent ones, but I've never gotten real far. Like, I think I got to the ending of what is it sword or shield the the newer ones but i didn't like feel the need to go back after beating the final boss and 
yeah, keep coll- collecting them all. Yeah, I don't I don't know much about them. I just know like you know like the main. I don't know if like the main characters are like throughout everything. Like Ash. Yeah. And. Like is Ash the train and Pikachu are like they the main characters and everything or is that just like I don't I don't think maybe in the first game you're Ash I could mm-hmm. be making that up but I know in the the later games you just are you just name yourself right well yeah Walter chose to name himself Ash and design his avatar to look like Ash um, and then so yeah in the original cartoon that's like Ash and his friends and then the mm. the bad guys their names are like Team Rocket. Oh yeah, and like yeah. their their Pokemon sidekick is Meowth, who for some reason is the only Pokemon who just talks like a person. <laughs> but I just love because they're the bad guys, but they're like totally non-threatening. They screw up everything, and they're like, inc- oh yeah, they're yeah. incredibly campy, really. Sure, um, and they're I almost th- like wrestlers. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, just like WWF. <laughs> they're just like they just talk like this, and they're like, oh my goodness, and they like have they're just like they dress up in like terrible costumes that like don't <laughs> fool anyone. And they have this like stupid rhyme that they say every time they show up, and they just like they just always get everything wrong, and they they like shoot themselves in the foot every time. So they're that like sounds like my kind of villain. Yeah, so they're, they're like not scary at all, and it's uh, I don't know, it's it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, I'm into that. That's good. Yeah, just talking, just talking Pokemon, <laughs> Poke Talk. Insert insert uh, miniature theme song right here. There it goes. Yeah, po- that was great. That's a good theme song for Poke Talk. Yeah. Well, speaking of theme songs, why don't we move on to our next one? Uh, um, what you playing? Also known as uh, Animal Crossing updates. Yeah, I've actually i've I've gotten um, done a bunch of new stuff in the last couple of weeks. All right, hit me. I've uh, gone to the um, there's like an island in New Leaf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been spending a lot of time there. Once I realized that like you can go there in the evening and you can catch a lot of uh bugs like catch beetles and oh, then yeah. go back and sell them for like a lot of money yeah and i realized like that the sharks too you can get out there i've had a hard time catching the sharks i need to spend more time mm-hmm. on that i and i heard that the sharks are worth a lot of money also but the beetles yeah. are, are fairly easy to catch if you like sneak up mm-hmm. on them with your net slowly so yeah. i i just basically like catch a ton of bugs and i like fill up that like basket with them and then i bring them back yeah. and it's run back and forth to the the shop <laughs> where you can sell things what's what i discovered is that by doing that i can make so much more money than i ever have before sure. and then i can actually like finish projects and pay off debts and stuff like yeah so much faster so i've been doing a bunch of um what they call like the public works projects. Oh yeah, yeah. And building so like benches and stuff like like that. building bridges and benches yeah. and street lamps and all all kinds of things that mm-hmm. I I never really I was going through like very slowly before, like finishing a pro like a project a week or more at a time. And instead, I'm doing like one like a project a day because That's I'm cool. I'm able to like make like a hundred a hundred thousand bells a night. <laughs> nice. As opposed nice. as opposed to like you know like. 10,000 a day because I'm like just like digging up my fossils and selling them or whatever. You're just like an oil baron. Kind of, yeah. But with bugs. Bell baron, bell and bug baron. <laughs> um and the last the three base. And the last week we had, you know, April Fools Day, we celebrated. Oh, okay. And and today was What's that like? Uh there's a a character named Blanca, which is basically like a cat with no face who who, sh- who shows up and pretends to be all of your different villagers 
And so you'll like go into a villager's house and it's like there's two of them. And then you have oh, to wow. figure out which one is the real one. Okay. And then if you guess which one is the correct, if you guess correctly, then the villager in gratitude will give you a framed portrait of themselves. <laughs> which you just like add to your collection of useless junk. That's so cool. Um, so you, have, you end up doing that. <laughs> If you you put the time in, you end up doing that with like all of your villagers, yeah. And I got all of them right except one, and mm-hmm. uh, and then today was was Easter, but which they in the game they call it Bunny Day. Oh yeah, yeah. So I had to go and look for like a bunch of different eggs. Uh, you know, I didn't. It's like the middle of the day, and I'm like you know taking care of the kids also, so I wasn't able to like do like a ton of it. But the thing I discovered is that if you eat an egg, there's uh, a chance that there's what they call a winning ticket inside, and then you bring the winning ticket to like this like Easter Bunny stand-in character, um, and then the and then he'll give you what they call something from the egg series. So it's like there's an egg table and an egg stereo sure, and an egg chair, sure. and then like things like that. Or if you went get mm-hmm. a grand prize winning ticket, it's he gives you a picture of himself. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what the the thing is. It's a the big game deal over there. It's, it is a big deal over there. Um, yeah, Bunny Day was kind of controversial for uh, New Horizons last year mm. when it first came out because it was the first holiday, you know, that, that was part of the game. Oh. And uh, I remember just at the time it was there were way too many eggs. Like people kept doing their fishing or shaking the trees to get bells out. And it was just eggs all, all the time. And people were like, I just want to kind of play the game and not just have a whole week ramping up to Bunny Day. Or it's just all eggs. Oh, it was a week of that? Yeah, yeah. There was a whole... Maybe it was even two weeks, but it was like a whole lot of egg stuff. Because oh, basically, wow. they wanted to give you all the different eggs so that you could... Because there's crafting in that game. Oh, yeah. I've heard about the crafting, but I don't really know what that means. Because I don't think there is crafting in um, New Leaf. It, it's basically just you know combining two or more items to make a, a new item. Like, Or you can chop down trees. There are three different kinds of wood, and you have to use certain types of wood to make the... Uh, a certain kind of chair or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you would use those eggs to to craft like like the bunny table or like the bunny runner rug, that kind of thing. Got it. But it was a whole lot of egg stuff. Oh, man. And I think a lot of the, the egg clothes were not that appealing. So it was like, oh, what are we doing here? But yeah, that sounds that sounds like a lot. I mean, the thing, yeah, New Leaf, it's everything is just relegated to like the one day that it is. Yeah, but then the other, a little tighter. The, the, the other thing though is like if you miss that day, then like you miss that activity until next year. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so you know that's that's what I've been playing, except for of course, um, I've I've been playing a little bit of the Let's Go Pikachu with Walter. Oh, cool, cool. And there's still some uh, Mario 3D World going. We have, you know, we've unlocked. I think we said last time we unlocked the the mysterious world crown. Um, oh, cool. I think maybe we had done that last step, but um. Sounds familiar. Yeah. It's like you have to, to get to that world, you have to um, collect every single star and every single stamp. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which of which I did very little. I mean, Walter did a bunch mm-hmm. of that, and then and then Allison did, did most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I ended up um, finally uh, yesterday uh, shelling out for that game. So I've just oh, you played did. like two or three levels uh, this morning, and... God, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's so just good. Really, a very good, very good Mario. Um, and then I played one of those little those toad tracker levels in there. Mm-hmm. 
And those are just such a delight too. Yeah, they are. They really are. Yeah. And what uh what else have you been playing? I've been playing a couple things, still grinding away at Stardew Valley. Um I started playing a couple of new games this week, one of which is uh Final Fantasy twelve, which is a game originally came out on PS2 that I started back in the day and didn't get very far in and just recently started replaying it on there's like a like an enhanced version for uh PS4 and I think Switch too. But uh yeah, it's just it's like a Final Fantasy ass Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. But it's uh I don't know, the story is better than I remember it. It seems to have a lot of I don't know, just like kind of political intrigue stuff in there. So it, it seems to be kind of like a richer story than I expected. I've um as as someone who's n- never played a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Um what and I'm cu- let's say I'm curious about it. Is there a good entry point? Yes, I would say I mean it depends on what you're looking for. Do you do you like uh What are my choices? <laughs> I I don't know. I would say uh if you like an old school version, Final Fantasy 4 and 6 are probably really easy entry points. 6 is longer, but it I mean it's a really really excellent. It's probably one of the best ones, but there's also I mean Final Fantasy 7 is my favorite. Although Final Fantasy 9 is a close favorite. These are all for different these are all for different systems. Oh, yes, but most of them are on Switch now. Ah, okay. So, yeah. So 7 is on Switch. 8 and 9 are on Switch. 10 is on Switch. Actually, mm. so is 12. <laughs> wow. Uh, 11 is an MMO, so I'm not really interested in that. Uh, didn't like 13. 14 is also an MMO. MMO. What is what is MMO? Uh, like World of Warcraft, like a most massive multiplayer online game. Got it. Yeah. This is not my, not my jam. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I could go on for hours about Final Fantasies. <laughs> but um, I'm also playing uh, this game called Disco Elysium, which just got its um, PlayStation port a couple days ago. Uh, and it's kind of like an RPG, but it's more like it's very dialogue heavy. It kind of takes place in this future kind of French-ish world. Or maybe it's just I think the developer's French, so it feels French. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and you're basically you wake up as this detective who can't he's like just a terrible person and he's like an alcoholic and he's woken up blackout drunk and he has zero memory of like who he is or what he's doing so he has to like investigate a case but also try to figure out who he is and it's it's really funny but also just kind of like it's very dark at the same time but uh, I don't know. It's really interesting, and all of the you have a lot of like traits, almost like a D and D character, so that you are. A lot of your dialogue choices have dice rolls attached to them, and the game's pretty transparent about like what are your chances of winning this, this, conversational tactic, and it'll show you oh this was a success or this was a failure, kind of based on what your stats are and how your role was. Oh wow. Yeah, so it's it's pretty easy to <clears throat> play it, but the systems kind of under the hood are, are very complicated. Oh man. But it's also wild because you can just like if you keep hammering on certain topics, the game will assign you like just personality traits. Because you're a blank slate, if you just keep talking about a certain thing, 
the game will make you say like this is you now right right like i was talking to this bartender who had uh i guess tried to get like a coworker's phone number and one of the dialogue options was sorry that kind of thing bugs me because i'm a feminist and i chose that <laughs> and then the guy was like what and then i just repeated that i was a feminist and then it just says new personality trait inexplicable feminist agenda oh, wow that's uh <laughs> and it was it was just a very funny uh combination of words yeah it's a weird framing of that uh opinion <laughs> yeah very much so that it's inexplicable and it's an agenda <laughs> right <laughs> so um it'll just be interesting to see what that leads to in other conversations yeah um but hopefully i i will make this sad sack of a man do the right thing i hope so <laughs> Jeez. so yeah should we uh move on to talk about our our game this week yeah i'm excited to talk about this one this is a good one yeah man after last week, uh, I mean, it was only uh, <clears throat> the sky was the limit, really. There's, there's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> so, yeah, this week we are talking about Toe Jam and Earl for the Sega Genesis, which came out in 1991, uh, developed by Johnson Vorsanger Productions, uh, published by Sega. And uh, Johnson Vorsanger Productions later just rebranded as Earl Toe Jam and Earl Productions because that was their big hit. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> Got the TJ and E. Other games that came out in 1991 are Another World, you know, Episode 3, uh, Link to the Past, Battletoads, Lemmings, Final Fantasy IV, and Sonic the Hedgehog. So, uh, good company there in 1991. Yeah, good year. Yeah. Good year for games. Uh, yeah, including this one. Um, so, basically, Toe Jam and Earl, you control one of these two. You are Toe Jam or Earl. You get to choose. Uh and they are two aliens, two alien rappers who are stranded on Earth and you have to find your your space your spaceship is crashed on Earth and you have to uh find the missing pieces of your spaceship and go home. So it's it's ET for a new generation. Yeah, your home planet of Funkotron. Funkotron, that's right. Uh yeah, and so the whole vibe of it is very early 90s, very sort of like uh kid-friendly version of what the developers thought of as i guess hip-hop culture uh 1991 it's like a very like white bread fresh prince kind of lens yeah <laughs> that's exactly right um so there's like a lot of i don't know every time you take an elevator to a new level there's like a really like colorful background with a lot of geometric designs on it just bright colors and just kind of like gushy animations and geometric shapes all over. Yeah, it look it looks kind of like what you imagined that like I I keep, I keep coming back to like the whole like fresh prints. It's like very much like what like a costume designer on that show, <laughs> like a white costume designer on that show would have like been like oh like that's what Will Smith's pajama pants should look like. Oh, totally. Like totally. that's what every single background looks like. Like yeah. those patterns, and frankly, it's it's an aesthetic I I dig. It kind of brings me back. Yeah, to it, that it, time it and definitely place. has a. I mean, I think a lot of things from like 1991 had that kind of aesthetic. Yeah, it has a certain. There's a certain, a certain familiar flavor to both like yeah. the music and that visual aesthetic. That was like, oh, I I absolutely recognize this from my childhood. Totally, and even the the cover art is is kind of very like. 
I don't know, like an airbrushed, kind of like a soft but bright, you know, color palette. Because Earl is sort of this bright orange and Toejam is is red and has what he has three legs with high tops on him and sort of like a like a big like a flavor flav necklace sort of situation and backwards cap. Yeah. And Earl just wears like high tops and and like boxer shorts. Yeah. I mean there's definitely like a cultural appropriation that's like dancing right on the knife's edge of uh Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the knife's edge of a knife. <laughs> I mean, what's interesting is I did I was kind of curious about that and I looked up the developer and and Greg Johnson is like like half like his father is African American. Oh. So like well, there's all right then. Yeah, I feel like he kind of gets a pass on it. It's it's kind of tricky, but because um, sometimes it it does feel appropriative in a weird way. I I think there's some sequels to this game, and I remember seeing the cover art for the third Toe Jam and Earl, and I feel like it is stepping closer to that line in a way that feels a little a little gross. Yeah, I mean Earl Earl is just like just seems like a. I mean he just wears like sunglasses and has like swim trunks on basically i mean there's nothing right he's he's pretty harmless (laughs) yeah that's true um what else so what do you do in this game i mean you're basically like are uh kind of on this prairie kind of area you're even though it has this urban flavor to it every level is covered in grass i mean uh, for some reason the urban flavor is really just dictated i think by like those backgrounds uh, on the yeah. transitions, the music, and then like the dress mm. of the characters, maybe especially Toe Jam. Um, totally, because the visuals of the uh, well, first off, there's there's like two different kinds of levels, right? There's there's two different ways to play the game. You can either yeah g- play these like randomized levels, or there's there's yeah. what they call like the fixed world. Um, right. Although I guess like the the intended way to play, like the way that they hope you will play is the randomized version. Right. And I guess there's like 25 levels um, total, like 25 mm-hmm. potential screens that you can go to. And you start on on like the, the ground floor, essentially, of, of what they call Earth. Um, but it doesn't look like like Earth as we know it. It basically looks like these like islands floating in space. Exactly. And and as you move around, the islands continue to like build themselves out. Like sure. the screen will freeze and then you'll hear like and like the ground will continue to extend out. Um and then on these 25 levels, 10 of them will have a piece of your spaceship. And as you exit an elevator, it'll tell you right away if it has a piece of your spaceship or not. It'll say like like alert or something like there's a piece of your spaceship here and that's that's actually a great feature because i think it would be really frustrating if you just didn't know and had to just wander around yeah because there there's definitely a lot of wandering that happens yeah yes so you're wandering around um on these these like sort of like floating islands in space and um you'll either like if there's a a piece of your spaceship to find you find it and if not i guess you just kind of like interact with all the different um, characters there, which we can get into. And then, and then when you, you'll find eventually an elevator, which will take you to the next level. Um, and then you keep ascending until you find all 10 pieces or not of your, your spaceship. Um, 
And then uh, you also, if you're not careful, on if you're on a higher level, you can fall right. to a lower level. Yeah, that kind of confused me because that happened to me a couple of times and I thought that I had like died and was like respawning at another part of that level. It took me that that happened to me maybe twice. And then I realized like, oh, I'm actually on the previous level that I was I was on, you know, a couple minutes ago. Um, so you kind of have to like see it to like fully understand like the visual of like what it means when we're talking about like there's floating islands in space and like that's it is it is supposed to be Earth, but it it yeah it's but it's not it's not I mean it doesn't look like any Earth that... and most of the uh, the enemies are quote unquote like typical Earthlings yeah that's they, they're supposed to be like typical earthlings but it's right and i'll just read off a couple of those so there is the insane dentist which is just a crazy dentist that tries to stab you with a drill um cupids uh which is shoot arrows at you that confuse you uh crazed shopper which just kind of looks like like a like the far side comic like beehive ladies and she's is she the one that has like her kid in the the shopping yeah cart? In a shopping cart yeah uh, I'm saying crazed shopper because I think that's the the wording from the instruction the manual. manual. Um, there are dancing like Hawaiian girls, which also felt a little gross. Yeah, it's weird. And and basically, all that happens is they kind of like stop you in their track because they're like doing like a hula dance. And if you get yeah. too close to them, they like make you do the hula dance also. Yeah. So if there's like someone else chasing you that can hurt you, yeah, you 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 get kind of screwed because then then you freeze and then they can the other and like the other enemy can like run up and hurt you yeah yeah sometimes it feels fun because like the hula girl can't hurt you because if there are no other enemies around i was like sure fine we'll dance whatever but yeah if a crazed dentist is after you it could be quite stressful yeah <laughs> it's insane describing this because the game is what's what's great about the game is that it's really strange yeah it's it goes out of its way to be like this is a quirky game. Yeah, it definitely it's definitely quirky. Uh, yeah, other enemies that there's a hamster and a giant rolly ball, and it's huge. It's huge, and you really <laughs> have to grow out of your way to avoid it because it can easily knock you. It hurts you when it hits you, and it can knock yeah. you off onto another level. Now, I I got hit by a couple times, and it would squash me flat. Did that happen to you? Oh, yes. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I think, I think in <laughs> fact, that is what it does. Yeah. And I think and I might have fallen also... off an island trying to avoid it. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I've seen other ones you have down here. The, the mailbox monster is crazy. It is terrifying. It really is. And it's faster than you are. So there's really, unless you have the high top sneakers that make you run faster, it's kind of impossible to get away from it. Um, but there's also... Santa Claus with the jetpack, right? Yeah, I did not see Santa Claus. I saw did him you? a few times. It's like it's a guy dressed as Santa. Um, and he will just like drop a present and then fly away on his jetpack. Oh, are they good presents or are they fake presents? They're just the, the regular presents. They're they're good presents. All right. Yeah, there are a couple yeah, there are a couple of like earthlings that are nice. Like there's also a wizard who you can pay to heal you. A wise man who's inexplicably dressed in a carrot costume who will identify items for you. Oh, that's what he does. That's I, I encountered the carrot guy, and I never understood what he was asking for money for. Yeah, like it took me a couple goes to really understand what was happening. Mm -hmm. But I, I guess we should explain maybe the, the item system. Yeah, I was going to say the uh, there's a, a whole item system. That, that took me a while to figure out, too. 
It's uh, basically the every island is littered with presents, like wrapped presents, and they pop up. You have an inventory where you you know press the B button and your inventory pops up, and they all have question marks beside them until you use them. So every time, the first time you use an item, it'll be identified for the rest of the game. Like, okay, this is always high top sneakers, or this is always you know extra money. But until then, it's just a bunch of question marks. So there's always like the risk of like, maybe this will be a good item, or maybe this will be like a piece of rotten lettuce that'll hurt my health. And so the advantage to paying the wise man is he'll let you know what your items are, or certain items are, so that you can mitigate that risk. And another, a big risk I ran into was I, uh, you can get these rocket shoes, which like propel you really fast and uncontrollably across the screen. Which, if you're prepared for it, is fine. But I remember I just, like, you know, used an item. I was like, what's this? And all of a sudden, I'm, like, shooting across the screen. And I, of course, like, fall off the map and, like, fall down two levels. And it was, yeah, that was a rough one. I don't know if I remember those. I remember my least favorite item was the, um, it was, like, a tomato shower or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was was pretty brutal. (laughs) Yeah, and I... I thought I should be worried, but I was streaming playing this game, and a, a person who was like very well versed in this game was watching me and was like, "No, the tomatoes hurt your enemies. They're great." I was like, "Oh, okay, if you say so." Oh man, yeah, I saw because I, I watched some of your stream after the fact after iPad played. I was yeah. like, and I was was like, "Who is that person?" They just like randomly yeah. found your stream. Yeah, because I had tagged it as Toe Jam and Earl. So I and when he first showed up, he was like, "Oh man, I love this game." Ha. He's on 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 Twitch every day searching for the hashtag Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> and can you blame him? Yeah. I mean, it's fun. This game like uh, has a good like. Even the fixed version or the random version, it has a good like replay value, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, especially with the not knowing how the items work when you start the game. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mystery. There was a lot of like, I don't know what's going on here, but it was all very fun to piece together. Yeah. You know, because I mean, it's also quirky and funny. And I have to, I probably should have, this is a, th- a mistake that I've continued to make with so far. Uh, and I maybe I should fix this for, for our next episode is that I, I don't look at the manuals in advance. I just kind of like <laughs> go in flying by, blind. Um, I, I don't always, but uh, I mean, I've looked at them before the episodes, but I, I did want to play the, or look at this before I started playing just because I, I was like streaming it and like, mm-hmm. I was like, what if someone sees me and I have no idea what I'm doing? Right. Which kind of happened, but <laughs> at least I sort of knew what the uh, the controls did. And it's well, another thing that I, I noticed you had mentioned was that, which is a nice thing about the game, is that it's 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 pretty gentle for the most part. I mean, there's like yeah. like the mailbox that attacks you is kind of oddly frightening, but like it's it's not really a violent game. Oh, um, right. You you have no attacks, you know. Yeah, you can't attack at all. Um, the one thing I'd say the only thing about the gameplay that I didn't like is that it's very slow. Like you move very slowly and it's a little jerky too. It's not very responsive. Yes, it it, it is very jerky. It's not super responsive. Um, when, so like when you're trying to like avoid certain kinds of enemies, I felt like that, that was difficult. Um, but the thing that I wanted more than anything else was that I just wish that I could like move across the screen faster 
I know. Um, it just made it feel like the game took a lot longer to play than it than it needed yeah. to, because I just wish that there was like, you know, you can only move at one speed, and that speed felt like very slow to me. Did you ever use the high tops? Yeah, but I felt like there just wasn't enough of that. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just wished, I wish, I wish that the that the standard moving speed was was faster. Yeah, I feel like we're all sort of like conditioned at this point to like just being able to run as much as you want to in a game, or at mm-hmm. least like with a meter that you know refreshes after you stop running for a while or something like that. Mm-hmm. But to just have like. Yeah, you can only run if you have the high tops, and so many of the enemies are faster than you mm-hmm. that you would have to like save your high tops for when you run into the certain enemies. Yeah, it feels like oh, come on. I mean, it wasn't even that I wanted to like run all the time. It was just that it felt like the standard movement pace to to me felt like unusually slow. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that that was like the one thing and i didn't even check to see if like my emulator actually had like any kind of speed control because i think i would have like mm. played the game at like like one and a half speed or something oh, if i if i had that yeah. option um yeah. i mean i also know that like i'm i am i am i think spoiled for like you know, like when i play mario i th- I probably hold the y run button down like most of the time oh me too absolutely um yeah and i only like take it off when i want to like need when i need to be like precise about something right but um yeah it did feel it felt it felt the gameplay felt very slow to me um Mm -hmm. but setting that aside i the only other thing i was like on on the levels where there was no piece of the ship to find yeah i guess i was just like what am i like what what is the purpose of this other than to like see weird stuff or, or it's like am i is it just that i'm like looking for the elevator or is it just like, am I supposed to just like relax and like enjoy the weirdness more than I am? Because it's like, I guess I'm like conditioned in a way to just be like rushing to some sort of goal. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, it, yeah. I had that same feeling of like, I guess I'm just looking for the elevator on this level. It just kind of felt like filler. Even if they had just like still had 25 levels, but it's you have to collect 25 pieces of your ship. Right. It would have felt a little more objective based and more fulfilling and i think part of the frustration i started to feel after a while is because i found it had me find a piece of the ship on the very first level yeah and then it didn't have me find another piece of the ship until like level seven or eight. Oh, geez and That's so rough. and so it felt i was like at first i was like is there something wrong like am <laughs> i not they missed something because i had forgotten at that after a while that it had told me at the beginning of the first level that there was a piece of the ship there and i was like am i missing pieces of the ship am i screwing this game up and eventually after i played for like an hour and change Mm -hmm. i i was like i'm never gonna finish this freaking game it's gonna be (laughs) hours and hours and i discovered uh i will confess there's a cheat code for this game Oh, really? I didn't know that. And if you punch in the cheat code, you can just do it in the middle of the game at any point. Uh You have to, like, hold down, like, three different, like, button and direction (laughs) combinations in a row, and you'll hear a ding, and then all of a sudden you'll have all but one ship pieces. Oh, okay. And And then when you find the next elevator, the next level you ascend to will have your final ship piece it just kind of like fast tracks you to the end of the game it fast tracks you to almost the end of the game so i so i did that because i was like i just gotta i gotta wrap this up i think i think i I get it i've seen all there is to see and um i went to the next level i got the final ship piece 
And then I, so then I got to see the end of the game without having that's to just cool. like watch a YouTube video. I got to like experience the end of the game. That's nice. That's, that's what I did. I just watched the video. Um, what I remember from that is uh, when you get the final piece, the, there's like an hallelujah. It goes, hallelujah. Then someone goes, jamming. Yeah. And, uh, but it looks like, yeah, the credits play when you go through space. Um, and the question I had is like, then you end up on planet Funkatron and everyone's like, yeah, you did it. Congratulations. But is that part playable or is it? It is playable. You just like, Oh, that's cool. You walk up the path basically. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's like playable, but it's sort of like also like to what end you get to like yeah, choose, sure. I guess, like who you talk to at the end, you end up with like, there's toe jam and Earl's families. And then you can like say hello to them kind of. But but then That's but, but it doesn't end on its own. It's it just kind of like ends there and like yeah. you could leave it running forever and eventually you just have to like reset your system. <laughs> right. Did you play as Toe Jam or Earl? Uh I played it as Toe Jam. Yeah. I, saw I started did a little of both, right? Right. Because I, I definitely got a game over after, you know, forty minutes or so, and then I was like, well, let's let's give Earl a spin. And deci- despite how different they are in size. Uh, they play exactly the same. So, oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Really no, 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 di- difference, no difference at all. <laughs> there's also an option in the game from the menu. Did you see this where there's like... The jam out thing? The jam out. That's right. Did you play with that I at didn't. All? I did not, did you? Uh, yeah, it was actually really fun. Basically, like it plays you know, certain elements of like you have six, six or seven options of music from the game mm-hmm. and the controller will control like the, the bass and drums. Oh, like, that's fun. You can basically play a beat on your controller, but yeah, it was like, I think the directional buttons and the three Genesis buttons all have different, different sounds attached to them. So that like, yeah, the buttons are, like different drum sounds, mm-hmm. but it'd be uh, like spoken things on the directional pad. So it'd go like jamming or big girl. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, cool. What else is there to say? Oh, we should, I would like to mention briefly the, uh, there is a leveling system to this game. Oh yeah. The leveling system is so it's like, has to do with like your intelligence. Yeah. And it's sort of reflected in your, you just get more energy or life meter uh, as it increases. Mm-hmm. But the uh, they also come with great um, just descriptors. So yeah. they go in order. Uh, it's Wiener, Rufus, Poindexter, Peanut, Dude, Bro, Homie, Rapmaster, and Funk Lord. Is it Rufus? You mean Rufus or, or Doofus? Oh, that, I think it was just, uh, that was an autocorrect, so it is doofus. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Although Rufus would be amazing, because it <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> um, but it's just so funny, when you start the game, it just says, like, Toe Jam is a wiener. <laughs> like, first thing when you start playing. Yeah. And when I saw that, at first I was like, was that supposed to be, like, winner, but they're, like, spelling it weird, like, for, and then as, it's, as it started to change, I was like, oh, I think I understand what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, because they will get like little speech bubbles above their heads or speech lines, and when you get a one up, or when you level up, he'll say like, or doofus or peanut. How uh, what level did you get to? 
Um, I think Poindexter. Okay, okay. I'm, I might have gotten the dude on one of mine, but it was also unclear, like, what exactly increased your your level yeah or what like what was gaining your experience i was sometimes oh go ahead no i was just saying i wasn't even paying attention to that all the time because i didn't really know what it signified right other than the game like sort of like tongue-in-cheek uh in like a tongue-in-cheek way sort of saying like oh you're you're like making progress yeah yeah, because I remember a couple times I, I leveled up and it was just when I was walking, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it might be just like how much ground you're covering, how much of the map you're opening up. There's a lot of the game that felt very random, which which I didn't mind because of there's so there's so many games that are just boring and games of that era that are so, you know, not particularly creative or unique. So yeah. if I didn't understand what was happening, I just kind of rolled with it. And just let it let it kind of pass by. Yeah, I feel like the stakes are low enough that it felt like even if a thing is happening you don't understand, it was fun to kind of de- see if you could crack it and figure out what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an- always like another weird thing to look at. Yeah. Oh, we haven't talked about the music. Oh, the music. The music's very good. Yeah, it's super fun. These like little like um, these little like instrumental like. 90 early 90s like hip-hop loops yeah yeah Um, very funky like a little like like... funky even more than like hip-hop really just like yeah yeah like um like wanting to like hint at like hip-hop flavor but really just like a little like um you know like what you can do on a genesis to like uh, imitate like a clavinet sound and like yeah a little like 808 beats and things like that yeah, the Genesis, I think, was pretty well suited for this sound because like it it was really like a like an FM synth inside of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to like the Super Nintendo, which was essentially a sampler, um, which is just kind of like uh, you know, playing back little tiny repeated loops of real sound. Um, so the Genesis is like like a synth, like creating like new sounds, just this really kind of bright, sometimes brittle, really kind of like harsh sound that I think you you hear in a lot of like 80s funk and mm-hmm. and sounds like that. So and I think they use that, too, for that Michael Jackson Moonwalker game that came out for Genesis. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that in season two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I thought what the music was great because. I mean, it just keeps looping throughout the level, but I never got tired of I never got tired of it. Yeah. And it seemed like every floor I went to there was new music. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I ran into any repeats, but it never felt like I did. Yeah, it was never so obtrusive that it it felt like I don't know like how repetitive it really was because yeah, it never yeah. it, it it probably was fairly repetitive. But it um, it never graded in any way. It it was like fun and funky, so even if it was, and it very well could have been like the same ten seconds playing over and over again on every level, I didn't really pick up on that because it was yeah. just like kind of bouncing along. And I think it's interesting because like I think if you hadn't had like that level of fun in the music, the gameplay, if you like muted the music. Mm and and played the same game i think it it would have felt a lot more 
like like drudgery sometimes. Oh, that's a really good point. Because of how slow it is. Yeah. But because the music is so fun and bouncy. Yeah. Yeah. And like adds a lot of energy. It's very like energetic, fun music. Yeah. I also looked up, uh, you know, there was a, uh, the developer kickstarted a new Toe Jam and Earl game a couple years ago. I guess in 2019, there was a new Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, and man. And it had like a lot of these old tracks were like, you know, like redone with live musicians. So you can, you can look that up on Spotify. It's, it's pretty good. Oh, man. Yeah. I gotta, gotta check hold that out. out. <laughs> yeah, that composer is John Baker. I guess was inspired a lot by Herbie Hancock and the Headhunters. Oh, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. So check out Headhunters if you like the Toe Jam and Earl soundtrack and vice vice versa. Right. If you're a big Headhunters fan, maybe you should pick yourself up a Sega Genesis. Uh, well, Eli, do you think it's time to rate this game? I would rate it. All right. What would uh, What would you rate this game? I would give this game, I'd say, a solid... Eight out of ten wahinis. <laughs> I don't think we've said that word yet, uh, but that is the uh, the official uh, the manual word for uh, the Hawaiian dancing girls. Yeah. Oh, I thought we I thought we did say it, I'm, but I might be wrong. <laughs> and apparently, it, it is the Hawaiian word for beautiful young girl. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with you. I would. I like this. More than I thought. I think it's solid. It holds up, you know, 30 years later. I'll give this, I think maybe 8.5. Um, 8.5 what? I think uh, man-eating mailboxes. 8.5 man-eating mailboxes. That's good. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. But, but Mike. <laughs> but Eli. What makes it sing? What does make it sing? Well, I guess the question I've been wrestling with uh, for several days is like, do we write something that's in the style of the game or do we like just do a 180? And I, I was wrestling with that something. too. And I actually had, yeah. I had a thought um, while I was uh, putting the kids to bed earlier. Yeah. Um, Cause I was like, I was like, is it too obvious to do something that's like a nineties hip hop song? Yeah. Um, and if we do move away from that, an idea that I had that, that jumped into my head was like something like songs for an Italian restaurant. <laughs> because, you know, like Brenda of and course. Eddie, <laughs> like Toe Jam oh, and yeah. Earl instead of Brenda and Eddie. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I uh, feel like uh, there was always some, uh, some of that Brenda and Eddie energy in, uh, in the, the Pitfall song. Oh yeah, or like a Jack and Diane song, like like the John Cougar Mellencamp song. Like this is a little oh, ditty about that. you know that song. Like this is a little ditty about Jack and Diane, two American <laughs> kids doing the best that they can. We all wave and told Jamie and Earl goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Hamster in a rolly ball. <laughs> Hamster in a rolly ball. Knocking me off, knocking me off. Drinking the brews with my evening cruise. Get out of here. We're gonna go to Earth. Gonna crash down. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> A 
told you man, I what about in the world and they said and about and the fuck a Tom baby told you man, no. told you man, no. <laughs> <laughs> told you man, no. you coming back are you gone for good maybe it's from the perspective of the uh the someone on funkatron oh yeah they were rapping too hard in a spaceship it's all over again they were rapping too hard and they fell in the yard of that <laughs> <laughs> fell in the yard of a crazy shopping lady oh yeah not totally sold on on my <laughs> idea. <laughs> Toe jam. Toe jam and Earl. Funk it is. <laughs> I don't know. Did you ever fly your spaceship? Did you ever fly your spaceship to an asteroid? Oh. Is that what happened? Wait, what happened? What did uh, they... Basically, Toe Jam is the pilot. Then Earl's like, hey, can I fly? And Toe Jam's like, mm, okay, just this oh, one time. Earl hit the asteroid. Yeah. Did you ever let your body fly your spaceship? No. And did he ever hit an asteroid? <laughs> did he ever run it right into um, a motherfucking asteroid? <laughs> got my ass destroyed by the asteroid. I got my ass destroyed by the <laughs> asteroid. And we're falling. Oh, yeah. Down, 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 down to Earth. Yeah. Yeah, what was that, like A-flat 7 to G7 or something? So like down, 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 down to Earth. Oh, yeah. If you get your ass destroyed in outer space, lose it all over the place. Well, I did with me and Earl. Well, it's a year that we've been gone from Funkatron. I miss my home back home, but I got about ten pieces of us been here all alone. I Maybe it's like it's about them having to blend in, like they couldn't get their spaceship back, and oh, it's yeah. the alternate story if if they had to just blend in on Earth. Oh yeah, got myself a job at a back steakhouse. We got a blooming onion, only six ninety five today. <laughs> Early selling weed from our apartment. <laughs> well, the cops came knocking just down yesterday. And I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know that man <laughs> selling weed. No, I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so but staying, Earl gets but, gets busted for selling weed and Toe Jam is just gonna be like, I don't know this guy. And I, <laughs> He's just my roommate. We've all had that roommate. 
<laughs> and I'm feeling down, 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 down to earth. <laughs> oh, that's a very good hook. I'm feeling down, 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 down to earth. Because we fell down, down, down to earth. Yeah. I've been feeling down, 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 down ever since I since I fell down to earth. And down, 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 down since we fell down to earth. Down, down, down. Met a guy dressed like a carrot. Well, he lives on the end of my block. He tells me funny secrets about the presents that I find. And Carol Man, if you don't mind, what is his present? <laughs> he gives me a creep. He gives me lots of presents, but he's kind of creepy too. He invites me. He invites me in for coffee and kombucha. I don't know what kombucha is. I don't know what kombucha is. <laughs> <laughs> he took me to his dentist But the dentist done had a drill He's trying to get my tooth to fill But I said, no, no, where's a buddy Earl? Earl, yeah I'm sorry, Earl But they'll testify against you, baby, now Inside I'm Inside I'm dead and gone I really wish that I could find a way back to Funkatron I've been watching Law and Order To work on Earl's case I got I got a job as an extra <laughs> <laughs> I got a job as a jury extra I got a catering job last week on Law and Order They let me you. They let me take a tray of old croissants back to my crib. <laughs> now don't tell Chris Maloney. That's baloney's and a baloney sandwich too. Don't tell Chris Maloney I took the baloney from his trailer. What about uh okay, so can we work in any of these other Beasts. Uh, we've got the nerd herd. We've got the hamsters. We've got. Is it inappropriate to incorporate the wah the wahini into a into the song? Ooh, wahini girl, I love to see you twirl. I'll eat tahini off your ass, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm going to hell. <laughs> Ooh, Wahini Listen, girl. Just working with what they give us. I love to see a twirl. I'll eat tahini off your ass, my sweet, sweet pearl. <laughs> I don't know if I'll eat tahini off your asses is a bridge too far. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, I, I like imagining Toe Jam and Love. I don't like imagining him in a sexual situation. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's just me. A sweet wainy girl. Um, I love to see you twirl. I'll take you back to Funkatron and make love with my high tops on. Yeah, that's good. 
feels so right, it feels so wrong. <laughs> and Earl's just watching with his bonk. <laughs> Earl's just watching with his boxers on. I guess they're swim trunks. <laughs> with his swim trunks on. Earl's just watching, smiling with his swim trunks on. Just pretend like he's not there. Pen. Pretend he's not there while he takes off his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's the last verse? What I feel like he maybe gets uh, he gets shaken from his reverie. Then along comes the nerd herd. Santa and the nerd herd ask for money once again. If the pieces of our ship had not gone missing. If we'd had the chance to find them, ship's pieces are missing, and I, I should be kissing uh, my sweet girl on Funkatron. <clears throat> but the pieces are gone, yeah. Oh, Funkatron, leave a light on for me. Funkatron, leave a light on for me, a light on for me, I miss you, I miss you. Funkatron, funky Funkatron. Funkatron, I'm missing you. Funkatron, I'm kissing you. Do you do do you remember me? Do you re, do you remember me, my funk, my family? I have a wife and child there, but they don't remember me anymore. There's ever a single Funkatron soul who cares for me now. I don't know if Funkatron is still out there. Did it explode in giant fireball? Now if I imagined it, where am I really from? Am I an alien or just a guy, stone guy on earth who fell asleep? <laughs> that was fantastic. Just, just free associating at this point. Yeah. Man. <laughs> um. Is it all there? You think? Oh man, I don't. I I don't know, man. Is there an ending? I think that's the question. Maybe this is the ending. <laughs> Will you call Christopher Maloney and tell him I'm in jail again? <laughs> doesn't know me but I'm so lonely oh Chris Maloney will you 
No, that's not the ending. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I do like the. I don't know. The whole song would be from Toadam's perspective, and we just kind of this sad phone call from Earl. <laughs> Hello, Your Honor. I'm Chris Maloney. I found a note in my trailer today. It's a man who thinks he's Toe Jam from Toe Jam and Earl. And he told me that he's going away to Funkatron. To Funkatron. He's a caterer on my set. Oh, to Funkatron. To Funkatron. I think he's trying to kill me. Please lock him away. Please lock him away. I don't know what else there is to say. <laughs> if you take care of this for me, <laughs> I'll get you a tour of the Lion Order <laughs> set. The Lion Order set. <laughs> And that's that's it. That's the end of the song. <laughs> I mean, God, that's good. Is it? <laughs> Did you ever let your body fly a spaceship? Did he ever run it right into a motherfucking asteroid? Got my ass destroyed by the asteroid. I got a catering job last week on Law and Order. I don't tell Chris Maloney I stole baloney from his trailer. Earl, he was selling weed from our apartment. Well, the cops came a knocking, knock, knock, knocking just yesterday. Said I don't know him. Like a carrot Lives on the end of my block He invites me in for coffee And kombucha I don't know what kombucha is Oh, oh, I'm so sorry, oh I testified against you Inside I'm dead and gone I gotta find a way to get my ass back to Funkatron Oh, sweet wahini girl I'll take you back to Funkatron and make love with my high top song. And Earl's just watching while he rips that bong. Just pretend that he's not there. He's just standing in his underwear. Funkatron, I'm missing you. Funkatron, I'm kissing you. Is there a single Funkatron soul who cares for me now? I don't know if Funkatron is still out there. Did it explode in a giant fireball? I don't know if I imagined.
found it Where am I really from? Am I an alien? Or just a stoned guy on Earth Who fell asleep? Hello, Your Honor I'm Chris Maloney I found a note in my trailer today It's from a man who thinks he's Toe Jam From Toe Jam and Earl And he told me that he's going away To Funkatron To Funkatron He's a caterer on my show To Funkatron To Funkatron I think he's trying Lock him away for me I'll get you a tour Of the law and order set The law and order set Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Bit Parade. Eli, do you have anything to plug? Uh, I would like to plug my, uh, inevitable demise. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'd like to, um, no, I've just, you know, you can find me, uh, at Eli Bolin on Instagram and Twitter where I will be ranting about, uh, the, uh, inevitable, uh, demise of the entire universe, not just me. And, uh, and I'll also be, will be promoting the Bit Parade podcast and all of the various, uh, other things that, uh, I'm working on. What about cool, you? Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, at Mike Petri and Instagram too. And, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Twitch, Mike Petri on Twitch. I, yeah, on Wednesday nights, I'm streaming Final Fantasy four, and on Fridays, I'm streaming uh, whichever game we're going to play for the show or me, um, you know, arranging the song for the show. And you can also see more of my stuff on MikePetri.com. I'm also on Bandcamp and SoundCloud and all that, too. Um, all the music in our episode is by the two of us, and our cover art is by Nicole Wong. You can follow her on Instagram at underscore nerdfaithartish. And be sure to subscribe to Bit Parade on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, please rate and review us. It is so helpful for new podcasts. Give us five to seven stars, if at all possible. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BitParadePod and email us your questions or game suggestions at BitParadePod at gmail.com. Yeah, tell your friends, leave a review. If you like this, uh, you know, word of mouth is the most important thing for podcasts and we would love more listeners. And you would love more friends, I'm sure. Yeah, and then you can, if you like this and you tell your friends and then they listen to it, then you guys can talk about it. And you can have, like, Zoom conversations, uh, group chats, start a Discord on our behalf, you know. Yeah, get on that Slack. Get on the Slack. That's a thing, right? And you can talk to your friends about it and be like, hey, do you remember that bit at, like, 34 minutes and 26 seconds? When they told that joke about that thing, and you'll be that like, was "Hilarious!" Yeah, yeah, it ruled bones. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, thanks so much for tuning into Bit Parade with Mike Petri and Eli Bolin. We'll see you in two weeks when we tackle Maniac Mansion. Until then, I think Toe Jam is trying to kill me. As well, he should. <laughs> Have a great two weeks, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye.